And we're live. Hey, we did it. Hey. Top we just time. did. This is, uh, this is number two. We already did this earlier today. Yeah, yeah. we don't usually do these in reverse, reverse order. Yep. Yep. Uh, John, do you want to say why we're doing that? Is it advertise yeah, your thing? Go for it. I'm going to be on uh, the Zelda Universe marathon later tonight at uh, 11 o'clock my time. So almost immediately after this podcast ends. Uh, I'm going to be joining my buddy Laughing Boy LP as he plays through Zelda 1, and I'm going to be on CoCom with him. Nice. Right on. Lots of recording for you. Yeah, no, I've been going all day since, like, uh, 3, so. Nice. Is that when you woke up? 3 in the afternoon? No, no, I woke up at noon. Uh, Okay. But... I the the stream ends at three, so I'm pretty much going for twelve hours. Right on. Um, I said this in TDP plus, but apologies if you're seeing my weird eye and I'm making weird facial expressions on this show. Uh, focusing is difficult for me; otherwise, I get double vision. So you'll probably see a lot of me just close closing the eye, to be honest, <laughs> for the rest of the show. But yes, I am back with the camera. Has anyone started Ooh. Marvel's What If? Yeah. Oh, was that out? Yesterday, yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have not watched it yet, so don't spoil it. But Paul, what? How you feeling? Uh, it didn't do enough for me. It. Yeah, I mean, I can't talk about why, but I wish it had gone a little bit further into some weird territory. It's pretty good. The animation is fantastic. That's what I'll say about it. Okay. How long are the episodes? Oh, I don't know. I had didn't even bother noticing. Well, I mean, was it like a 22 or a 40 something or just over whatever kind of like what Marvel does now? I think it's kind of whatever. Okay. 33 minutes I'm seeing in chat. That's what I'm seeing. 33. Okay. Right on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hopefully I'll get to it tonight, depending on how late we go. Otherwise, I'll definitely be watching it tomorrow. Although Fridays are Ted Lasso Day. So, yeah. Yeah. True. You know how it is. Um, I'm excited, though. It, relating to that, though, I did watch The Suicide Squad on the weekend. Me too. How and was I, it? I've been hearing mostly positive things. Yeah. It's fucking I think fantastic. It's, I think it's pretty good. It's, yeah. It's definitely better than the first Suicide Squad movie. Um, Not saying it much there. Yeah, yes. that might be the worst movie <laughs> I've ever seen, though. So, which I still can't tell. Did that first one? Did it happen continuity? I think it did, right? It did. This is a sequel. Yeah, technically, which is crazy to think about. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, this is so weird. <laughs> but anyways, some fantastic characters. Paul, give me some of your highlights. What did you like without, you know, don't go into spoilers. I mean, the big thing was ha- the boss, the like villain. Okay. Is what the fuck? I can't believe they actually did that. <laughs> um, well, I mean, that's in the uh, the trailer. So, you know, people know of the. I don't watch trailers, so I had okay. no idea. So, yeah, that's in the trailer. Um, I thought Weasel was a highlight. We're a big fan of Weasel <laughs> over in this household. Um, oh, I hate that thing. <laughs> it's so, so gross. It's so gross. It's so good. Uh, King Shark. You know, King I Shark's fell in right. love with King Shark when the Harley Quinn 
animated <laughs> show. And this yeah. was another great version of King Shark. It's no um Ron Funches isn't voicing it, which is which is depressing, but still he did uh some pretty hilarious stuff in there for sure. Yep. Uh Polka Dot Man was pretty enjoyable. Uh, in the in the yeah. little bits we saw oh, of him. Ratcatcher 2 is great. I think my favorite part though is just Idris Elba's complete disdain for everything going on when he's in the prison and he's like being introduced to everyone like yeah the the way he hates absolutely everything and just knows how fucking nonsense these people are in a world where superman exists like i just love it It, 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 he did such a good job with the role yep he's fantastic john cena is great as well for his role John Cena was very good in that role for sure. And I mean, Harley Quinn, um, Margot Robbie, she was fantastic too. And she has an incredibly fun scene. Uh, I mean, she is Harley Quinn at this point. So it's not even acting anymore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, no, not since like, like I'm trying to think other kind of like comic book actors that just like nailed it so fucking well. And it's like Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man. It's yeah. uh, it's Hugh Jackman and Wolverine. Hugh Jackman. And like, I think she's up there as well as like, totally. man, you just fit this role so well. Yep. Yep. It's good. Um, And I loved that I was able to get it for free on HBO Max down here. So. Uh, yeah. That was free. And every Warner Brothers movie this year was being added to HBO Max. It, you know, as long as you subscribe to it, but for free at, in, in along with theaters. So like that, Godzilla, Space Jam, those all got added day one on to HBO Max. OK, I misunderstood because I forgot you needed a subscription for that. I thought you were like, because I know Disney Plus is all extra fees, which is stupid, but Disney yeah. Plus has the extra fees. But this is the equivalent of just the regular. There's no extra fees with this one. It's like a movie right. going to Netflix. Um, and oh, and I did see the Green Knight and I enjoyed it quite a bit. I'm not sure I understood a lot of what was going on. <laughs> um, okay. but I think I think that movie is beautifully shot. There are some great yeah. scenes in that movie. The cinematography is like so good. It's yep. so crazy good. The people are mentioning in the in the chat. Ian McKellen is Magneto. J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah Jameson. Both of those yeah. great ads for sure. Keep yep. them coming. Like Tom Holland as Spider-Man is pretty good. I think. Yeah. It's a pretty good one. Sure. Anyway. Spider-Man has had some good representation. So yeah. he has, but I think like Tom Holland just like blows out of the water. It's like him and the animated Miles Morales are just so good. <laughs> Which is like cheating. Um Yeah. Yeah, this weekend I'm gonna see Free Guy. I'm gonna do it. Ugh. All right. It looks terrible. It looks so bad. The reviews are like at like 96%. Is it that in theaters high? only? It's that high. It is insanely high. I don't understand and I need to know. Paul, what was your question? Is it only in theaters? Yes. Yeah, fuck that movie then. So I'm going to go to a theater to see that for sure. Um, well, I mean, down here, you know, f- longer than three days from now, we still ask people to quarantine if they get a positive COVID result. Um, so I can understand your hesitation for wanting to leave your apartment. 
uh, living in Alberta. No, I leave my apartment every day because I have to go to work. Well, hopefully everyone else that is quarantining as they should, but I know they only have to in like three days, which is ridiculous. They, so good yeah, luck they, to both they of you. They are not in this province. I'm going to be real. I like I went out to a store today. There's like no one wearing a mask. I'm just wearing a shirt that says I have COVID on it. <laughs> yeah, well, if they could get luck. away with it. They weren't doing it. Yeah. Uh, anyways, anything else new with you guys this week, John? Uh, launched a new Let's Play today doing Jet Set Radio Future. So nice. that started right today. Uh, we're doing custom graffiti, too. So artists can actually submit. Uh, art to me on Twitter with a hashtag and I can actually load it into the Xbox and get it in the game. So we're Great. doing a fun little nice. custom playthrough with that. Otherwise, uh, I, this Saturday we're doing uh, one of our Coliseum bonus streams. We're finishing our Mario Party game that we had running during that. I'm sorry and we're to also... That. <laughs> it's only like seven turns. We'll be okay. Uh, then we're probably going to also do a... Uh, Mario, sorry, Luigi's Mansion multiplayer. So I remember what it was. So we'll do that for a little bit. But otherwise, Luigi's Mansion uh, three. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And right for on. game clearing, so far we're doing uh, Bayonetta two currently. <clears throat> nice. That's a good game. That's a that's a good game to watch. Yeah. For no, sure. it's lots, it's lots been interesting so far. Way to go. All right. Well, let's do the top down perspective for. August 12th, if I, as I focus real hard <laughs> at the corner of my screen. I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. I'm John Wheeler. And, uh, John, did you play anything? Uh, the, just the new Pacross game that came out. I had the wrong document loaded up, I just noticed, so I only just realized that now. Uh, I okay. played Pacross S Genesis and Master System Edition. So it's Pacross, but all the puzzles are Sega Genesis sprites. Nice. Master System okay. Sprites. What about the music? Uh, the music is also Master System and Genesis music. There's, But here's okay. the dumb thing. There's four songs. That's it. <laughs> oh, good. Four. Okay. One I, for each mode. I thought you were going to go. And here's the dumb thing. Sonic's in this. A lot. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I haven't fucking found him yet. <laughs> That's great. Holy shit. How is that not like the first one? Yeah, I think I found a blue sphere. I found a. I think I found a ring in the color mode. Uh, See, and that, I think that's how I would have done it. They would. It would have been like, here's how to dupe across, and it's a three by three grid. All you have to do is tap the middle one, and then the square turns blue, and it's Sonic as a ball. And that's the first one. Spin dash. I think actually, I think about it, spin dash. I think is exactly what you just described. I think I actually Not, forgot yep. about that puzzle completely. Yeah, game designer right here. I played enough you know, of them. You did it. You did it. But yeah, no, uh, there's four songs. I don't recognize one of them, but the three I do recognize is from uh, Outrun, Alex Kidd, and Space Harrier. So, so I it's not them. even Sonic. No, Holy there is shit. no Sonic music, which is insane. Hmm. Yeah, there's there's four game songs and there's also ambient noise, which is literally they recorded f like audio in an arcade. So you can do cross puzzles while you're standing in an arcade, basically. Sega so I has just, the Total yeah. War license, right? Was was there yes. any of those on Sega Genesis or Master no, System? No, no, okay. that's like a that's like a two thousand onwards series. That would have been funny if they just included some of that in there. <laughs> Football Manager, 
Yeah, exactly. Just some weird things that we they found. Yeah, no. So I turned every song to the Space Harrier theme and I'm having a blast because <laughs> it's a really good song. But uh, not tired of it yet, though. It it was my 3DS theme for like six years. So, no. OK. Right on. Yeah, no, uh, that's otherwise all I've been playing. Paul, you're also the Pacross guy. Are you, are you jumping in on this? Uh, no, I have too many other things to play right now. Yeah, uh, this I'm is really this is the thing. I'm just like this is my I can sometimes touch things. I'm still working through Final Fantasy X, and yeah, uh, yeah and a lot of shit suddenly coming out again. How much further are you in ten? Uh, I'm on the Thunder Plains right now, so I'm 15 nice. hours in. Nice, pressing that button, dodging 200 times. I do not want to do that. After having tried to do the dodge once, I'm like, how? Who thought 200 in a row was a good idea? Fuck that. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. That sounds like a Final Fantasy game. So it sure is. Yep. Yep. I never did beat that one, but I am on the final boss. I have the I have the strategy <laughs> guide if you want me to loan it to you. Sure, send it all over. Yeah, I uh, I have absolutely no idea where that actually is right now. <laughs> There's no, it, you know, it's probably with my PS2, so it's in like my mom's like basement somewhere. But I think I have the guide for Ten Two as well. I think you did. Did you get it from the shop when we were uh, told to tear them all up? Is that when you got it? No, I did take a couple of those, and I don't remember which games. I took them for I want to say one may have been like a Gears of War. I do remember guide, taking which Gears of War because it was like most... a wooden case. It was like a it was like a nice wooden collector's edition guide. Maybe I think there was a uh, Prince of Persia 2008 guide I took. Which is another weird one I did. Yeah, that sounds right. I, I'm actually I don't think I took a Gears of War guide. I did, however, buy off of a customer a Gears of War 2 collector's edition uh, for two dollars because we were offering them one dollar and I already owned the game, but I was like, I'll give you two dollars for the collector's edition. And he was fine with that. So I did do I that. I do remember this because that shit happens all the fucking time. I mean, everyone wins except EB games. Because you took away one dollar from them when they were going to charge. Well, I guess technically you took ten because they were going to give away sell it for like ten bucks. Probably. Yeah. So. All right. Well, uh, Paul, um, if you're not playing Bacross, hey. what are you doing with your time? Uh, first of all, I played Back for Blood. That is so Left for Dead it hurts. So it's kind right. of predicated on you wanting to play Left for Dead again, but like a new version of it. I do. Um, so I've not okay. been hearing good buzz <laughs> about this. So what's up with this one? It feels like maybe it's too much like left for dead and nothing new <laughs> it's pretty it feels like that old style of game uh it's pretty buggy uh at least in the beta um a lot of the monsters or zombies or whatever the hell they are i can't remember what they're called in here like ridden or something like that um are kind of boring uh some of the like the elite versions of them are just downright annoying or boring uh like one of them is literally like, what if we put a charger and a boomer together? It's like, yeah, that sucks because this fast moving thing that charges at you blows That's up a tumor. in the vicinity. <laughs> it's a tumor. Yeah, exactly. It's not a tumor. <laughs> there you go. Uh, the gunplay is pretty good. 
except the fact that they have add-ons like you can get uh different ends for your guns you can get different sites or like magazines or any of that sort of stuff and they're pretty standard as to what you would think one of them might give you more ammo in the magazine one of them might be faster reload etc etc uh you can't take those off so if you pick it up it's stuck on that gun until you find another one to replace it you cannot just uh take it off so what this meant was one of my buddies found a auto shotgun with a long-range sniper scope on it and was stuck with a long-range sniper scope on a shotgun until he could find one to switch it out with that's when you know when you you switch it out do you gain the other one or is it just thrown away you gain the other one and the other one gets thrown onto the ground or whatever like it literally just swaps it yeah yeah i mean that at that point you're firing from the hip don't aim down the sight (laughs) yeah exactly uh, so that's kind of dumb. Uh, I'm guessing it's so you can't like trade with your friends and actually get good versions of the guns or something, but it just feels shitty. Nothing about that feels good. Even if it was just like, let me take the whatever off and like it destroys it or something. Give me that option at the very minimum or something. Or just don't have add-ons or attachments. I don't really care because I don't know. It seems weird. It's, you can buy them too in the rooms in the safe rooms which is kind of a different way to do things you can just buy anything you want which feels kind of weird in a left for dead of just always being able to have pipe bombs or uh like whatever gun they're selling in that room or anything so that's kind of interesting i think the big thing that people like about this game and is kind of interesting is they have the card system which is actually just basically a perk deck uh you basically make a deck of perks that you want throughout your gameplay and every every time you go to a save room you can choose one to like apply to that play session and it kind of like changes up how things are how the game feels or whatever for you so that's pretty cool it kind of changes up it gives more replayability um yeah it's 100% 100% do you like Left 4 Dead and want another one though that's yes, what that I game do. is yeah I'm tired so of zombie army for dead war um sure I, so I want the real thing sure yeah uh it does all the same things of you go to an objective you fight your way to an objective point there are things that can call the horde along the way and then you get hoarded by a bunch of easy to kill ridden I'm pretty sure they're called ridden in this and uh, then you get when you get to that point, you have to do a big objective, which will call the horde again. And you have to usually survive or do something to get away from them. And then that ends the chapter in the act you're in. Well, you weren't kidding. Yeah. This is you've just described Left 4 Dead almost perfectly. They there's different characters that have different personalities. One's named Mama. They talk to each other and like it's it is literally Left 4 Dead 3, basically. I mean, that's what Not, that's what people want, right? They've yeah, been wanting Left 4 Dead 3 forever. And, and yeah. I mean, we're going to we're going to say have this exact conversation every month for the rest of our lives because there's a thousand Left 4 Dead clones coming out in the foreseeable sure, future. Sure, clones. This is actually just Left 4 Dead again, though. Like when you play it, it feels like playing Left 4 Dead 3. I had heard it doesn't feel like it has as much me. personality, though. It definitely doesn't have as much personality because the characters suck. Well, it's also the beta. <laughs> I would assume they're kind of just testing out mechanics at this moment 
Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. I like I, maybe they did this in Left 4 Dead. I can't remember. I thought one of one cool thing was Is it someone shouting what, pills here? Yeah, that was in Left 4 Dead. Yeah. yeah no. Fam- famous line, <laughs> pills. Yeah. One of them one of the like objective points you get to is this old broken down church and you the objective is actually to build the safe room to like end that chapter uh Ooh. by I don't taking know. a I don't bunch. Left 4 Dead ever did that. You're I basically mean, taking a bunch of, of like um, the mm-hmm. uh, like bonus DLC because there was so much on that's the what I was that thinking. I just didn't get. Uh, that, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm really It was like for. lower a bridge or raise a bridge so you could actually access the safe room. Yeah, this was you are building the safe room basically by taking like wood paneling and stuff, and it it kind of turns that situation almost into like black ops zombies because the zombies are coming. Or, or the maybe they got inspiration from that one DLC you. pack from Overcooked 2 where you had to do that while also serving the unbred food. So maybe it's from there. Mm, probably. Yeah. I thought that was a particularly cool segment. Uh, that sounds cool. Honestly, so, all I want is a new Left 4 Dead that gets the support this. that that PC version got. And now that we're on like a version, like we're in a time now where a lot of the kind of additional DLC and support gets goes kind of across the board as opposed to PC first and console players can just suck it. I'm I'm a little more hopeful. I think I mean I don't obviously don't know about the support yet because we don't know what they're doing with this. This is very much mechanically a left for dead, not even clone, just exact replica in uh almost every way. Down to it has pipe bombs that do the thing you think of drawing the the horde to it and then exploding like it's yep. down to that sort of minimal thing there's pills there's also the defibrillator like everything about it is very much the same uh i played a game called death trash so this is a dystopian crpg or like a I th- is, hold on. I want to make sure this is only on PC because I think it is. I have heard of this game, but I don't know anything about it. Oh, no, it's on everything. Apparently, uh, it's in early access currently right now. It plays it. Think of like an old Fallout, but more actiony. Uh, it plays more like a top down um, twin stick shooter of sorts. Yeah. Top down perspective uh, like- shooter. And uh, the aesthetic is you are on a planet that has a bunch of disgusting, gory viscera and blood. Yeah, this shit makes you just everywhere. think of carry on. Yeah, it's very much like that, but everywhere. Like a wasteland with just like flesh and gooey, bloody, just shit everywhere i'm looking at a screenshot can you explain to me what the puke bar is yeah so the puke bar is you can puke as an action and then pick it up and use it as lubricant to uh make some old machinery go what yeah it's one of those that's just true that's that's just how life works man yeah I mean, that's I go to video like, games to to get away from real life. If they're gonna make me just, do I get I go to video games to get away from my puke meter. I think they referred to it originally as bioorganic uh, lubricant that you can pick up. But yeah, you push a button to puke, and then you can use it. This is kind of the like modern day P button from Conker's Bad Fur Day. I kind of I get it. 
Sure. Yeah. Uh, this is very much like a almost like it feels very punk rock. And it's this game obviously doesn't care if you like it. Uh, <laughs> it is because everything about it is kind of disgusting and the enemies are way too hard and like make fun of you or swear at you. And yeah, everything about this is pretty off putting. And I think that's what I like about it. It plays okay. Uh, I really want to know what the hell is going on in this world. Uh, so that's like the draw for me. I want to know why there is a flesh kraken and like this blood lake and like all this just weird shit going on. Uh, but like besides all that stuff, it's a pretty standard fallout dystopian uh, apocalyptic future. There's habitats of humanity that you can go to to like buy stuff and talk to people. And there's raiders out in the wilderness that will try to like there's random encounters with things that are trying to kill you to steal shit off of you. There's like an android army or guards or something that are keeping the peace in these habitats and there's like cool stuff in there that I want to know what's going on, but because it's in early access, I don't think I'm going to go back to it until it's at least fully out. Cause the thing I want is story and early access usually means the story's not fully in yet. Um, sure. Yep. Yeah. Mechanically, it plays totally fine. Um, I'm going to jump one here. I played a game called house. Not much really to say about this. This is a $5 itch.io game. It's also on Steam, I think, based for the, on the same TV price. show. It is not based on the TV show. It oh, is a game where you play a little girl named Tabby who is trying to survive a day in her house where everything is trying to kill her. It is a pixel horror game that is very much just like an escape room or a puzzly adventure where every time you die, you have to start the day over again. And at certain times, certain events happen that you have to make sure the sister and cat don't die or the mother don't die or you don't die. And there's different endings. Um, and it all accumulates to daddy coming home at midnight. And then I just won't say any more about what happens there. I guess if, if anybody does want to check it out, there is a trigger warning. There's domestic violence and like kind of fucked up shit that happens in it because of yeah, course there is. Uh, so yeah, but it was, it's super cool. I really, really like that thing. Uh, it's one of those games where you, the game doesn't change ever. There's no difficulty. You just kind of learn how to play it and like where you have to be at certain times to do certain things. And you basically like make the perfect run at some point where you know everything that you have to do. It's really, really it's like cool. Trial and I error. really like trial and error. Yeah. Uh, again, five bucks. It's on itch.io and Steam. Uh, it's cool. I've only seen one out of multiple endings, and the game even said at the end, like, you think you survived or you think you did it, but this never ends. And then it just takes you back to the beginning. So I have to go back through and play more of it. Okay, let's talk about Boyfriend Dungeon because this game okay. kind of stealth dropped, and I'm finally so a, a game to make you feel good. Yes, yes, Boyfriend Dungeon. So uh, this came out on everything. I've been playing it on Game Pass. I'm yep. assuming Sean, you have as well. Yeah, I played this game's been. I've been waiting for this game for a while. I played this a few mm -hmm. years ago at an indie show here in San Francisco. Um, 
But yeah, no, it just uh, Nintendo basically announced that it's out today um, on their uh, Nindy stream this week and um, and it dropped on everything at the same time. And yeah, it's a Game Pass title, too. Yeah. So for anybody who might not know what this is, this is a. I will call it a roguelite dungeon kind of not really roguey but there's elements of it in there um like a dungeon delving game with a i think it's a visual for sure with a dating sim with a dating sim visual novel thing that kind of like directly impacts how you do the other part and i think that's what i like about it i like that you do the dating sim part not just because like I want my waifus or husbandos or any of that, but they also unlock different things. Like well, you I use mean, them as weapons and they yeah, unlock what's, different What's better abilities. than a husbando with a six pack is a husbando with a six pack that also turns into a sword that causes bleed on enemies. If it likes me enough. Yeah, exactly. And I, that's, that's really the draw for me is I really like feeling like there's a reason to do the dating sim part and not just like some weird, like hentai weeb shit or something like there's a mechanical reason to do all this stuff and i really really like that part uh i i was told there's not many people i feel like i've met all of the weapons slash people i can romance already and i'm only a couple hours in and that feels kind of like a bummer (laughs) like it feels kind of small they, they all have different like levels you need to get to them and i so yeah if, if I'm trying to do my math right, there's got to be somewhere around seven to eight people that you can go on dates with. Sure. I've met five already, like right I away. Thought, I thought I saw preview pictures of like at least ten. I Maybe. Think so just I don't because I know they're like I'm looking at the achievement tracking and there's one for like go on a date with every possible person. And I was at like somewhere around 40 to 50 percent after doing like four ish. Yeah. So. I want to say there's sure. maybe eight at most. There's more characters than that because there's some that you can't date. Yeah, yeah. Like, like the first character For you meet sure. is like your cousin who is Do like. Do you want to know the answer? I looked it up. up. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Nine. I mean, I do. Nine. Okay. So, yep. Pretty okay. Close. So about halfway there. Uh, Yeah, it's pretty good. I would say the um, dungeoning part is not my favorite part, mainly because I don't think it controls very good. Yeah, uh-huh. it, I, th- I think it's just, yeah, it's kind of, it's it's doing a few different things. I don't think it's doing every, anything exceedingly well. And we're also coming yeah. right off of Hades. Yeah. <laughs> like, we've played a like- lot of really good roguelikes recently. Um, yeah. Like I, like, I don't even think the dungeon crawling part, like, looks very good. Um, sure. Or when you're on, like, the overworld map and you're, it's just this weird kind of low poly map and whatever. Um, it kind of, I kind of feel like, they made like a pretty good writing with the dating sim. And then they were yeah. like, what can we, what is serviceable for these other parts? And yeah, the dungeon, the dungeon part has, has depth for sure with the combat and stuff. But in terms of like going on the overworld map, um, and kind of how, uh, that looks, I think it's like serviceable, but I think the yeah. the shining part is the, the writing with, with your husbandos and these swords. And I think it is a cool yeah. world. Like there's people that can't turn into swords yeah. and they're wielders. And there's people yeah. who can turn into swords and they talk about like what it's like being a sword and how it's different than being a human. But what the people want to know, Paul, is who you going for? I mean, so the thing is, is that mechanically all of them, the actual way to play this is to date all of them 
then take them into the dungeon, level them up so that you can date them again and just yeah. do that mechanically forever until to- you're totally get it. I'm doing the same thing. But in your heart, who are you going for? I mean, I'm straight. So Katarina. I don't know. That first guy is pretty dreamy. I mean, I'm also straight, but he's I, still pretty wait, dreamy. Eric I sucks. Sorry, not Isaac. The um, the the dude with the flowing Sunder. hair. Yeah, he he's pretty dreamy. Although I've been warned that he's kind of a bad boy. So yeah, that part is like yeah, I could see him maybe being kind of a douche. So I'm gonna be a little wary about him too. I agree. Eric is an ass though. Like I am. Which one that, is he? He's the, is he the the blacksmith guy. The blacksmith. I so I found it really funny in this world where people turn into weapons. There's also a dude that just makes weapons. So you could be like just chopping away at a person weapon with a real piece of steel. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was so funny. But he's also like <laughs> like quasi racist towards people who can turn into weapons. And like he's like weirdly elitist. Like the dude's an asshole. See, that's what the reason I like him is because you talk about your cousin for a second and he's like, yeah, your cousin's an asshole or an idiot or something or a loser. No, your cousin's a loser. I'm just like, yeah, he is. You're right, Eric. <laughs> what are you? No, 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 cousin's no. The guy called shit. your cousin a loser. You stand up for your family and go, fuck you, man. You're literally trying no. to hit on me right now. No, that cousin sucks. Cousin's terrible. What's wrong with the cousin? He sucks. He tries to, he basically is talking in a weird way that i don't appreciate at the very beginning i don't understand this train of thought at all it's okay well that's fine it's disgusting i just met the the painter chick she does seem very cool i gave her a bracelet and that she was very happy about that so she seems way too excited about the first thing you can craft (laughs) that's true just like hey i crafted this bracelet and yeah she's super stoked about it you can also craft wine, I think, or like something. The only thing I've crafted is the bracelet and a bike helmet. Oh, I don't have a bike helmet. I'm going to have to bike go back in the dungeon. Bike helmet gives you an extra slot to heal, but it takes away one of your zines. Which, oh, um, no, I, I like, like that because right now I'm, I'm all about like I need to heal more than I need to use my fire attack. Zines are, are your special attack and you get a fireball at the beginning. I can, well... I have recipes to craft two more, but I don't have the things for them, so okay. they're useless right now to me. Gotta go back in the dunge, as they yeah, say. They also refer to them as the dunge. D-U-N-J. D-U-N-J, um, yeah. Which the more you describe this game, the more insane the sounds. So just want to it's go just, on record it, like, with that. It's, yeah. it's not like crazy it's in any way. It's just goofy and lighthearted, and it's yeah. nice. That's another thing. It's nice. There's kind of an interesting, like... Nice like warning at the front where it's like, Hey, we, we, you're going to, we would like to send you text messages in game. You know, a lot of it takes place kind of on a phone from your mom, from your, from a character called mom. And she just gives you encouragement and such. Would you like that? Can you turn that off and on? I thought that was kind of interesting because I'm sure there's plenty of other people there that do not want to hear from someone called mom while they're playing. I found that interesting too. That was an interesting scene that before. Yeah, no, they, they do a, a, they do a few things like that. So I think it's just, it's just a really nice, game like uh, you know and i know it's other dating sim but it definitely reminds me of dream daddy in which everything was just nice about that the whole time and everyone was just positive except eric fuck that guy no eric's great fuck the cousin yeah eric's actually not great but i just don't like the cousin (laughs) (laughs) isaac honestly is like the first dude 
the first weapon dude you talk to. I really like him. He's just a business. Let me, let me put it another way. Yes. The cousin says, I pretty much moved out of here so you can live rent free in this apartment on the beach all summer. That's a cool guy. Sure. All right. Uh, the last thing I played was Blaster Master Zero Three. Hey. And that game is, first of all, definitely more Blaster Master Zero. Yep. Um, that game is fantastic. It's I don't I don't really know. So the story already is taking a weird turn. Yep. Um. Uh huh. Tell me, tell me more. So you're on the Sophia planet. Uh, I just got uh, what's his name in my back seat, and he Leibniz. just wants to see. Me. Like what? <laughs> Why are you here? First of all, he's like, I just want to like see you die. Basically, it's like, oh, all right, well, thanks. Also, I give you homing attack because why not? Well, because like, he's like, yeah, I was gonna right. steal your tank, but you got back in time, so you can keep it. Yeah, so ridiculous. Um, it so it does the it just brought over the stuff I like from two. I like the counter system is back. That counter system's good. I really like the you have all the weapons and you just empower them. Um, yeah. Right from the get go. Uh, even though it has led to some times where I felt like I was super underpowered because I didn't know where I was going and like got to take a few hits. It's like, oh, now I'm really underpowered for like this boss fight. So I, I mean, guess. you'll still experience that no matter what, unfortunately. Yeah, that's that can just definitely happen in this, in this game, too. Yeah, uh, I haven't really reached any part yet that I feel like is really, really difficult, but I'm sure it's coming more than anything. I just love the style of the game. I like the little cutscenes. It hasn't gone full anime story yet, but I know it. I can definitely feel it's getting there. It already. will happen. It will happen. There's no denying it. It goes full anime. Yeah. yeah. So that's exciting. Uh, I think I fought like Evil Eve right away, and that was weird. She's just like even a bunny suit or something, or like bunny ears. Pretty much. Yeah. I don't know. That game is still super fun. The music is still great. That series is fast becoming like just one of my favorite series that not many people talk about, unfortunately. I'm uh, curious to see how your your end reaction is going to be when you're done playing it. I am legit curious what your thoughts are going to be about the story. Yeah. That so the first dude you fight, you're fighting against the original Blaster Master car, right? Yeah, that's the original the, Sophia the Third. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Matt, yeah. The, I'm excited. I'm excited to see more of the story stuff. Uh other than that, it's just been that two again, but mechanically, and that mm -hmm. I really like that. You'll you'll great. like there's some changes even with the countering system you haven't touched yet, which you'll like. Yeah. Uh, I think in zero two you had to choose which counter type you used. You do, in, yeah. In zero three, they're all active at once. Oh, weird. Okay, that that should be interesting. Yeah, no, okay. it, it works better than you think. Yeah, because that sounds messy, but I mean, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cool. I can't wait to play more of it. But that's all I've been playing. John, I didn't hear you talk about Blaster Master Zero. Was that while I was gone? That was while you were gone, yeah. I think it was the okay. week before the game officially came out. I, I was finally able to talk about it. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, because I, I remember you had it, so, okay. 
Um, I played through a lot of a game called Dodgeball Academia. This came to Ooh. Game Pass last week. Yeah. Um, I don't, there's not really any, another kind of game like it. You're, you play Dodgeball. It's like a three-on-three game. Uh, the courts are pretty small, but everyone has like special attacks. Like your main character, when he throws uh, the dodgeball, it's like on fire and you have like a super meter that you can charge up and do a special attack. Um, it's an RPG, so you get different characters that join your crew and you can swap in like the top three in the list will be your party um, and different characters have different ones. Like you get a girl who can shoot lightning dodgeballs. You get a kind of a healer. Uh, you can also, you know, you're, you, I'm playing on a, uh, xbox so you know you throw with x you can catch uh, uh opposing balls with b but characters handle differently like the lightning girl she can't catch but she can kick balls back so if someone throws a ball at you, you can just kick it right back at them uh which sounds cool but it doesn't the counters don't do as much damage as if you just catch it and then throw like a flame ball because then you can also light them on fire so i don't really use her primarily unless my main guy gets knocked out um, but some will require you to have to like charge up before you can like uh, counter and stuff like that. So they all they all work a little differently and you can kind of pick what you do. The art style is like Scott Pilgrim. So it's like Brian Lee O'Malley drew everything. Basically, that's how it kind of looks. And I will say the kind of character movement in the in the combat, it, it feels pretty slow, but there's eventually like enough balls and stuff going around that uh, you get pretty used to it. But I will say at the, at the get go, it does feel a little slow. Okay. The story's pretty silly. You're a kid that transferred to Dodgeball Academia or whatever the school is where everyone plays dodgeball and goes to class to learn about dodgeball and yada yada. And there's just a big tournament that you're slowly going through. I like it, but the one thing that's kind of really putting me off is I'm I'm just so tired of all the mission designs. Everything basically it takes place on the campus. And the mission is, why don't you walk to the other side of the campus, play dodgeball against someone, and then why don't you walk back here and we'll talk about it. That's your mission. Oh. And it's just back and forth and back and forth. And there's this Pokemon style system of when a char- another character sees you, you will play dodgeball against them. There's like, you know, not quite random encounters. Yeah. So you can't avoid them. But, you know, the game set up in chapters and it'll show on the map like these people are going to play dodgeball against you if you go too close to them. And sometimes you just have to because that's just the way the the pathway bottlenecked and yada yada. Or you can avoid them and stuff like that. But so you're going back and forth and back and forth while having to walk through people's gaze. I just wish the like the mission structure just I wish it was better. Like there's there's like one other area. It's like a forest behind the school. And I feel like every third mission is, oh, we should go back to the forest and walk across the forest again. And I'm just so tired of of that over and over again to the point where I don't know if I'm going to finish it. There are side quests as well. Again, those pretty much amount to, hey, I can't find my glasses. I think one of these three people stole them. So you need to walk across campus, play dodgeball against number one, walk across campus, play dodgeball against number two and so on, and then go back and eventually you find the glasses, yada, yada. The writing is fun and funny, like the whole concept is pretty silly. Um, and I do like playing the dodgeball, but I'm just I, I feel like it's just kind of missing a bit more variety that I like. I'm like every time they say we need to go back into the forest. I'm like, I cannot believe you're making me walk back there again. Um, so we'll see how much I continue playing it. I've put about six hours into it so far, which I believe is about three quarters of the way. So I might just muscle through to the end. But hey, it's on Game Pass. I think it's definitely worth trying because it's kind of a unique game. 
Um, and after um, Knockout City, another dodgeball game came out, and that's weird. But that's like, yeah, yeah lo- looking at it, it actually looks like it's pretty inspired by the Kunio Kun Super Dodgeball games. Like, I don't know what that is. One of the, so ma- straight, sure. straight, one of the characters looks like Kunio Kun. I'll, I'll take your refer. I don't know what that is. So, uh, River City Ransom. What about it? No, oh, I'm just saying, like, it's the characters from that series. Oh, OK, cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. maybe. I, I don't know that series, so they definitely could. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. So that, that's the only dodgeball game that really existed back in the day. It was an arcade game, NES game, and it had a couple spinoffs that didn't come out over here. But like looking at the trailer on Steam, one of the characters just straight up looks like Cunio. Which one's so, that? Oh, you, I mean, you're not going to know their name, so yeah, <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, okay, other than that, um, I played two different rally racing games this week. Uh because Game Pass just opened the the flood in the last week or two and is not stopping. All of like the co- recent Codemaster games are on there. And I was a huge fan of Dirt 5 earlier this year. So I was like, hey, why don't I give Dirt 4 a try? Um, which was my first time playing a rally racing style game. And I, I don't like rally. I have learned. Mm-hmm. Um, if for those who don't know what rally racing is, you're by yourself on a track and you're just kind of judged on how fast you get through the track or how well you do it. Dirt 4 specifically, it's, it's kind of very technical, to the, and they you'll have kind of someone in your ear talking about what style of turn is coming up, so it'll be like 6 right, 200, left, or uh, hairpin left, 100, and you know, that's, how, that's the kind of turn coming up, how sharp it is, and they just, they keep talking over and over and over again. And clearly people like rally racing. There's a lot of dirt games. There's a lot of rally games. This is my first experience. This is not for me. I'm not liking this. Yeah. And I don't get to race against other people. I just have to like, you know, race as best as I can and hope my time is better than other people. So basically just kind of time attack mode over and over again. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised that dirt five was a standard racing game. And I almost feel bad for people who love dirt if they were expecting rally and they got dirt five. <laughs> I, I could see being a fan of that series and then getting upset about that. But I really like what dirt five is. So I was happy in that capacity. Also, going from five to four, five looks so much better. <laughs> um, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So you're just kind of taking a step back. I mean, this one has the Xboxes like built in auto HDR, but I feel like five was like designed like there was a sunset in, or a sunrise in every single race. Like they designed to like take advantage of those colors and the light. So I think five is a better game. And then um, what also came out, another rally game is Art of Rally. And this is a much more kind of conceptual racing game. Um, it, it is, you know, a lot cartoonier looking. You don't have someone in your ear about the corners and whatnot, but it is still a rally game in terms of we're going to show you how long the track is. We're going to base you just on your time and then you will show you how the other people's time was. You're racing by yourself. I'm I'm liking it a bit more because I don't have someone constantly talking in my ear about what the turns coming up are. This has more of a top down perspective, um, so you can kind of see them coming. Um, but in re- return, it has the most like royalty free ass kind of music I've heard in a while. Um which is not ideal. So I just put a podcast on and that's yeah. ideal. <laughs> um, yeah. This one's pretty peaceful and, and like it's a great podcasting game. 
And it gives me vibes of uh, this other game I played a few years back, also on Game Pass, Lonely Mountain Downhill, uh, which is a bike biking game uh, where you're navigating down just these weird bike trails. Um, and, you know, they, they look a little similar, kind of low poly assets and whatnot. I think um, Lonely Mountain Downhill is much more fun. So if you're giving Art of Rally a try and it's not quite doing it for you, but there, you feel like there's something there. I, I would recommend looking at Lonely Mountain Downhill. I really enjoyed that game quite a bit. Um, and that's what I've been playing. So let's do a bit of news. All right. All right, we got some heavy rumors. Again, these are just rumors, but there was kind of a lot of them and a bunch of the sites picked it up of a possible Grand Theft Auto remaster trilogy that would include GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas. Okay. What do you guys think of that? Uh, not for me. I would have assumed you're a big fan of this trilogy. I love it. That's why I played like 500 hours of each of these when they came out. I'm okay. not going back you, to it. You don't need to go back. Yeah, that's kind of it. more it. What about you, John? And I can see the, the merit for it, and it gives them more time to work on six. Yeah, but uh, like, how are they going to space these out? Is it coming out as one gigantic collection? Is it going to be every couple of months you get another remaster? This would like how, the, the, how are they going to do this? It sounds like one collection. God, that's going to be a, a fucking massive game. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. That is going like to that's going to be the size of GTA Five by itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Looks like it's uh, it would be on pretty much every console except Switch including stadia uh this fall late october early november using unreal engine with a mix of new and old graphics and an updated ui those are the rumors cool i think it makes sense um and there was uh some rumors about a week or so ago of rockstar uh possibly looking into their back catalog and remaking some stuff so things are kind of lining up i would not be surprised if this gets fully announced I wouldn't be surprised if this was real. Yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, the biggest news of the week is Idris Elba is going to voice Knuckles in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> this is incredible casting as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. yeah. John, what do you think? <laughs> sure. Why not? He's a good choice yeah. for it. I'm just curious yeah. what direction they're going to go with for him. I mean, I'm hoping Knuckles is going to be kind of a badass because Idris Elba plays a lot of badasses. But like, let's like Idris Elba self-proclaimed the black Superman himself is going to voice Knuckles. This is some inspired casting. But Knuckles starts as a villain. So I, I bet that's what's going to happen. I bet. I mean, I bet what's going to happen is Knuckles is going to be a villain at the beginning of Sonic 2, and they're going to have to come together to fight a bigger threat because every second movie, that's what the storyline is. You know what? That's a fair point, actually. And then and it, I mean, isn't that what basically happened in the games anyways, either as well? Yeah, he realized he was being screwed over by Robotnik and then they teamed up. I bet this is exactly what's going to happen. Um, I would love and I tweeted about this. I would love if Knuckles had the disdain for Sonic that Idris Elba showed at the beginning of the Suicide Squad that I was just talking about earlier. Yeah. 
I my kingdom for Knuckles telling Sonic to fuck off the way Idris Elba told every character to fuck off at the beginning of the Suicide Squad. Something no that will, will not be able to do that. There's yeah. absolutely no way that's happening. But that's that's the real shame is the Knuckles that could be would be incredible. And we're going to get this like watered down Idris Elba. But I hope there's still a, like a real a real flavor there, you know. I just want to know what led to him taking the role other than money. Like, was he just like, this seems like a good test of my abilities. I want to see how good I am as a voice actor. Does he actually like the Sonic franchise or is it just straight up like, yeah, money? Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to assume it's money. I mean, I'm sure there'll be an interview coming out where he's like, oh, yeah, I played Sonic on the Sega Genesis. And it's like, but, but is he just saying that? Also, who cares, though? What does that have to do with anything if he's a, he's a good actor? So... Well, it's just it's funny that the Sonic movie, the I guess movies have been just attracting like pretty well known actors like you know, Jim Carrey and now Idris Elba and like he's yeah. in high demand right now. So it's not like he's hurting for work. That's true. I don't know. I'm very curious. What what would it be about this? Yeah, maybe he is just a big fan of the series and he's like, I would love to play Knuckles. Who knows? It, who do you, who do you think they should add? Like, who's the next Sonic character and who should voice it? Don't say Danny DeVito. That just well, we already insane. we already know Tails is in it. We already know Knuckles is in it. So that does kind of only leave so like, Amy. Amy. Yeah. Amy would be probably the next obvious one. Who would be a good Amy? Like Charlize Theron. You know, these actors, actors are just too good for this movie, but like she'd be pretty good. Or would you want someone with like a really like squeaky voice? Ugh, I, I never no want idea. a really squeaky voice. Sugar from White oh, the Zone. Remember Sugar? No, no, no. <laughs> she did. Um, she did that Sailor Moon character. Rainy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rainy. Yeah. Yeah. Mini Moon. There it was. That's what Sailor Mini Moon. All right. Here's a. Here's kind of a double pronged story. So the main part that is interesting to me um, is the studio behind Journey to the Savage Planet, a game I quite enjoyed last year. They were bought by Stadia. And then when Stadia pretty much shut down its game development studios, they all got sent their way. They pretty much reformed and made a new studio called Raccoon Logic, and they bought back the rights to Journey of the Savage Planet from uh, 505 Games. So they own their their game again. Congrats to them for sure. That's great. Okay. Um, I would love to see more from that. The announcement. That, and so the game, the studio is called raccoon logic. I don't know if I mentioned that earlier. Yeah, that's, this is not what this article is about. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> no, that's what that is. Yeah. So that's the next part of this thing. When this studio was announced, uh, along with it came like a picture of the studio, which was like, was yeah, 20, I see here. 20 like white dudes or whatever, something like that. That was kind of a big thing. Sure. A bunch of Twitter, at least that I was following along with, kind of jumped on it in in terms of how come there's no women at this studio. Um, which obviously generated a big conversation about. Oh, you know, we were trying to hire women, but there weren't many women engineers. And, you know, we actually do have one woman on the on the studio. That's where this four point seven percent of the studio is women did, did they do one, the math themselves are they the ones that said 4.7 percent 
I was no, wondering about the four point seven. I don't think anyone <laughs> would come out and and, and <laughs> pride. Well, that's the thing. I could see 7. everyone slamming him if they said that. If I said like, "Yeah, this household has like four point seven percent women in it," I'd, you'd be like, "What the fuck? You're a married hey, man. Why the fuck are you hey, saying that, something that, shitty like that?" That Bloomberg article said we that the bottom line was three percent, and we're above that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be really stupid, and I could see yeah. slamming people for that. That's absolutely no. fucking stupid. So they didn't really come out and, and necessarily do anything or say anything wrong. It was just kind of it came at an exact time in the industry where a lot of people are looking at studios um, yeah. and not seeing kind of any uh, women being respected or in positions of power. You know, we're literally still going through the Activision Blizzard stuff right now. So it was just kind of the, so the Internet just immediately dumped, jumped on these guys as, as a way to, to attack them. I'm, I'm not saying what's right or wrong here. Yeah, Although yeah. I, I definitely do think more of your company should be for, for that, that women. That's every company, let alone game design. Um, this company is also weird. Alex Hutchinson, who's who's one of the leads here, has said some very weird stuff in the past. That's why I saw this trending. He's the guy who said, like, streamers and LPs should be paying for licenses. Yep. To so the, this Kotaku games. article like listed three things in the past. He has said, I'll just kind of read some of these quotes. Um, they said they were inches away from adding women to far cry four. <laughs> That's why there's no playable women in far cry four. They, but they were inches away from doing it. Okay. Thanks, Alex <sighs> Hutchinson. Other stuff. He, uh, he thinks game journalists exhibit subtle racism by giving Japanese developers an easy ride. Okay, thanks. Do they give thanks. Japanese developers an easy ride? Do as they? As, I remember that era where everyone was just shitting on a game because it came from Japan. I remember the yeah, opposite. I, rem- I remember that And then, that yes, too. the one you had mentioned, uh, John, is that streamers should pay uh, to get to play and, and stream the games. They should be buying a license like any real business and paying for the content they use, which what so i'm not i'm again i'm not coming out here and endorsing raccoon logic as a fantastic studio i just wanted to say i liked the last game they did i hope they make more games and it was it was a nice feel-good story that they were able to buy it back from stadia and 505 games it seems everything around raccoon logic is kind of odd right now Uh, last bit of news story here. PAX Australia was selling tickets to an in-person show until early this week when they replaced it. It is now an online show. Sure. This This is is our trend going to go forward, right? Oh, this is news to me. Oh man, is PAX Australia supposed to have been? No, fuck no. (laughs) But I'm saying like PAX West is in what, a month? So that's the thing is PAX West is still on. And as far as the last update for PAX West is you have to be vaccinated to go now. When was PAX Australia supposed to happen? I'm seeing October, but I don't know anything more specific here. Yeah, this article didn't mention when PAX Australia normally happens. And this is just uh, dead air, so I'm just gonna continue yeah, on. Yeah, sorry, I'm um, just, I'm trying to find it here. 
I'm I'm gonna guess I'm guessing now PAX West is going to be canceled if it hasn't already happened. I bet it's another weird thing where they need the city to cancel they, it so they don't lose uh, out on some like insurance or something. But then everyone's gonna be so fucked with plane tickets and like hotels and everything. Like that's dude, that's why I'm so weird and nervous about any cons at this point right now. Yeah, like well, we got, I, we got asked like by all our viewers, like, are we going to PAX West? I'm like, no, I, like, we can't even cross the border yet. Ignoring Reese and myself, but like. Uh, I think you might be able to because my mom's been trying to come down. And I think if you get a if you get like a special covid test beforehand, I think you are allowed to come down here now. Uh, is that the case? I thought the I thought like you needed a special reason for it still. And like going I, to a I could be account. misremembering, but because my mom's just been giving me updates because she's planning to come down like in November uh, and, yeah. and we're also planning to go up in October. And I know we were going to have Reese's mom come up this month and we were looking into it. And I, it's like, I no, think she can. Dude, I think she, she can. Cause my, as, as far as my mom had told me, I can go up there right now. Mm. American can also go up there right now. They have to get a COVID test within 72 hours, a specific kind. Um, but they should be able to. Oh, right. That's what it was on the 7th or 8th. We open our borders to the states, but it's the other way around isn't open yet, at least for, I, I think for driving. The, the land borders are still closed, but I think flying is still OK within re- certain reasons. But flights yes, are stupid I, expensive. Yeah. Um, honestly, like I, who's buying a ticket to PAX seeing these numbers? I don't think that's wise. I'm not buying. I'm not going to a convention until there has been like a series of. Good conventions. <laughs> Like, yeah, I guess we'll see what uh, PAX West does. That'll do it for news. Let's do some questions. Top down perspective is the email address. It's also at TDP podcast on Twitter, the discord channel or John's PO box. If you would like to send a question in, um, I can read this first one from Kevin. I've been playing Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. I've done everything in the game, collectibles, hard mode, time trials, but I love it so much that I don't want to stop playing it. What are some ways to extend your playtime with a game? For example, I did a no death run of, of the game as a way to add more challenge. Yeah, that's a yeah. pretty standard one for sure. No death run, speed run. Speed run, yeah. Easiest ones. I don't think I've ever been in this scenario. You know, sometimes yeah. you maybe can't keep buying games like we do. So that's true. Maybe put hold the controller upside down. I know one that's big in the Souls community and I guess any game with like multiple different things where the weapon or like attacks change dramatically how that game plays is doing a like magic run, doing an archer run, doing like specific fist weapon only. runs. Yeah. Fists only. Pacifist runs. So you're thinking maybe like a funky that. mode only run. Okay. I mean, that's easy mode, but yeah. Well, I'm just, I mean, yeah there's no character classes in this, but I know there's different characters, so. Yeah. I don't know. What if you, you know, if you if you have your TV like in front of the couch or in front of the bed and then you lay on the bed and put hang your head off the bed so you're upside down to the TV and then you play it normally like that. Head rush challenge. Nice. All right. Birio cart mm-hmm. um, comes to mind. So what if every time, you know, you picked up a banana, you took a drink or something like that? 
Yep. <laughs> Not dangerous at all. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a common like Twitch stream stream. So yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, every right. time you finish a level, you have to do 90 push-ups. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Jesus. All right, Joseph writes, at one point in this podcast, long rich history, the lore of wars Waldo was brought oh, up God. seemingly annually, usually by coincidence. <laughs> Yet, I cannot recall the last time I heard TDP discuss this. I blame COVID disrupting everything. Regardless Probably. as to why this culture There's less travel is. these days, man. He can't move around. Exactly. Everybody knows where Waldo is. You know, Waldo's home. stuck at home. <laughs> yeah, he's stuck at home on the couch. He gained 15 pounds. Yeah. Uh, regardless as to why this is culturally significant, tradition is broken. I intend to bring it back with a brief reinstatement of the lore, followed by a question. Thank you. Three wise God's work here. Three wise hosts, John, Paul, and Sean preach waldo lore to all who would listen it is now well known that waldo has a magical walking stick this walking stick has the ability to send its user anywhere in the world and anywhere in time the power of the walking stick attracts the ire of waldo's rival oddlaw oddlaw attempts many times to steal it from waldo throughout the series my question is what kind of magical object would you want, even if it meant having a rival trying to steal it from you? What magical properties would it need to make it worth constantly being pursued by a backward spelt self? So I got what I got, Nace chasing me. Yeah, you got Nace. Do I have Naj or not however you say Nage. Jonathan backwards? Nodge. Oh my god, the full name. Nat, yeah. yeah. Nat Nodge? Nat Nodge. There you go. Nat Nodge. Uh, it would be good. definitely a pair of glasses that lets you change your form into any form you want. It's a shape shifting set of glasses. Okay. But so but if you take them off, do you immediately change back? Uh <laughs> only if you like press a button on it. Okay. Because otherwise, how can you do costumes without glasses? That'd be that'd be kind of well. I'm saying that that's like the one downside. You got to keep them on because I'm thinking like you know in the silly romantic comedy movie of your life, and you know you're you're the person's trying to take your glasses off to like lean in for a kiss, and you're like, oh, I I, I can't can't do that. Can't. Sorry, uh, got a stomach problem, and then you got to run away awkwardly, right? Yeah. But yeah, I, I want some like cosmetic changing thing. Paul, mm. Paul, you would be Luap. Luap. Luop? That's the best one. That's that one's the nicest Man. one to say. Luop? Being yeah. pursued uh always being pursued by backwards spelled self sounds fucking horrible. I saw It Follows. It's like the scariest movie ever. So, I mean, so you would hope that it's something that can help you get away, right? Like, because yeah. Waldo can teleport. John's thing can at least disguise him a little bit, although he would have to, he would look for the glasses, right? Well, like I said, unless I decide, pick a character that doesn't have glasses. Oh, right. Okay. Like, one of the first things that came to my mind was like a wallet that every time you open it, like any amount of money you want is in it. Okay. I mean, that sounds like a good idea. There's no kind of like, so what's your best case of like escape paying to like get on a, a like a car ride away from Luan? Well, I mean, you could literally never go home. You could just always keep going, right? You, you have infinite throw money. Throw a you cloud could, of money and then 
attract yeah. a crowd of people around you to distract people. You could just constantly travel. You you don't have to like worry about rent or a job or anything. You just right. buy your way around. You, yeah, you can just always pay for a hotel easily. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yep. Oh yeah, Assassin's about, Creed literally does that. The the money cloud. I forgot about that. How about like a um, I don't know something I can put on that lets me go through walls, Shadow Cat style. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that'd be a, okay. That'd be a cool one, and that that'll help me get away. Um, I mean, in all of these scenarios, don't go home. That's just rule number yeah. one. <laughs> or at much. least don't let the backwards person know where your home is. That's why Waldo's never home. He's always sense. on the he's, run. He's permanently yeah. on the run. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I bet he misses his family. He has a dog. Like that's well, the that's dog the comes sad tragedy. The dog. Comes I guess with that's him. true. Yeah. I mean, I th- I think there's still a sad tragedy to that. Waldo can never stop running. He can never rest. Yeah, man. He has it's to keep bad. one eye open at all times. The dog, like it's they take shifts to sleep. Yeah. I'm just. You can see. You can see the shot. Where he's like, he sees his girlfriend off in the distance, but he can't go in a, and talk to her because it puts her in danger. Yep. Yep. John from Andrew. One from Andrew. Yep. Uh, so I've wanted to address Sean's fears about Pacross for a moment. They are not reusing puzzles yet. Let's take a five by five grid. The possible amount of puzzles is two to the 25th power or 33,554,432. But for the sake of the argument, let's say that only 0.1% of those possibilities are any fun to complete. That's still 33,554 possible five by five puzzles. There have currently been about 30 Pacross games made by Jupiter, and I can guarantee you that there are not 1,000 five by five puzzles in each game, not even 100. The numbers go really crazy if you expand beyond 5x5, so that being said, do you have any other beliefs about games that are really fun to believe but absolutely get destroyed by any critical thinking? I think Big Picross wrote this in. Yeah, for us off the trail. Andrew's Andrew's been uh, bought out. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's a fake name. This is from Mr. Picross. I don't believe this for a second. I'm not even going to check the map. It's Wedna. It's Wedna wrote this. Evil Andrew. Word. Wordna. Yeah, Wordna. There you go. Wordna. Um, yeah, I'm not even going to check that math. It's probably wrong. Who could even do that kind of math? Right, exactly. <laughs> A calculator. Yeah. I don't know. I don't believe it. Those things lie. They've yep. been known to lie. Calculator's yep. famous for lying. Yeah. Yep. Um. <clears throat> uh, My favorite belief is that Monopoly is fun. That yeah, definitely gets destroyed yeah, by yeah. critical thinking. Yeah. yeah. And, and similar vein, it's a, it's, it's just a quick hop. You can just replace Monopoly with Mario Party. <laughs> um, oh, wait, that but that one doesn't get destroyed by critical thinking. In fact, Mario Party gets destroyed by critical thinking. Wow. If you stop and think wow. about what you're doing. Wow. No, I can't even... I can't even re- legitimately can't think of any. Yeah, like <laughs> it's fucking terrible, but I really like the creepypastas that are like listening to the Lavender Town music will make you go crazy. <laughs> oh my god, like those. 
Like, I really like this idea that if you listen to that song too long, you'll just actually go insane or hyper realistic blood came out of this black Sonic the Hedgehog cartridge with no label. <laughs> and it said, yeah. you're next. Yeah, exactly. The grandma raised her hand and it re- she read, he is alive. <laughs> so good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Suku Suku writes, John is the Nintendo guy. And I have been told that Sean is the Xbox dude and Paul is the PC gaming master race. I'm a race? Have you ever considered bringing on a fourth member to round out the group, someone knowledgeable in Sony, and do you agree with the label that has been adhered to you? And to double dip, I'd say John is also Sega and Sean is mobile. Well, I'm playing Sega Pacross right now, so I don't think I can dispute the double dip. I'll, if we're double dipping, Sony's my console of choice. Yeah. So. But you don't have the PS5 and John and I do. Yeah, because I can't buy it in a store. Because you can't physically find them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But which one uh, of us owns two PSPs? I do. This guy. I own like three. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, I, I John probably has like five of them. <laughs> okay. Well. I can see at least three right now. Which one of us owns a Game Boy Micro? This guy. Me. I oh, can on. get it right now. Do you, okay, do you have it? Do you have a 2DS? Uh yes, I have one right over there. Oh my god. Do you have oh, the wait, green no. 2DS? Wait, you went so <laughs> what did they when they made the clamshells, the new they called them new 2DS? What the fuck yeah, did they call them? They did, yeah. So yeah. I have a new 2DS, not an original 2DS. Okay, so then then the most important one, obviously, the original 2DS, the cheese wedge. I don't, I do the, not have the cheese the, wedge, but I do have okay. this ladybug skinned Game Boy Micro. Oh. Okay, well, that, I mean, mine's the Famicom, which is that's this that's just somehow a reference still to another has a charge. Nintendo I have not console. charged this for 7 years. This all I'm saying is True Nintendo fans have the Wedge 2DS, uh, and <laughs> and that's me. Do you actually have that? Yeah, I do. Like I do. It's in a it. it's in a box. Yeah, I, I I remember him getting that. I think because oh, you okay. got it like super cheap somewhere, didn't you? Because like, re- super well, recently, it. yeah, it was like fifty bucks yeah. refurbished from Nintendo. It was gorgeous. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. yeah. Uh, for the, I think that those are pretty accurate. I think those are our three primary consoles we pick stuff up on. Yeah, yeah. Um. No, we're not bringing on someone whose primary console is Sony. Yeah, but, you know, I, you know, I play like most first party Sony games. So does John. Uh, I, I don't know. You don't play Last of Us. Um, I just don't like Last of Us. Yeah. So I think like, I, I play, I play, most I'll play Ratchet first party. and stuff like that. So I'll touch some. of them. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think if I like I think the only like recent first party Sony one that I've missed was like Days Gone. Uh, but for the most part, I think I've played kind of all the big uh, Sony ones. But yeah, it's just not my primary one. But what what makes that real nice, though, is that means anytime I go to my PS5, whatever game I am I'm playing looks gorgeous because I'm not comparing it to a bunch of indie games. What about you, Paul? Are you you agree you're the PC master race? Uh, again, I'm a race of people. Yeah. Are you, well, I'm asking, are you, do you agree oh, you're, that you're the this, race? This is the Paul race. All the oh. oh, God, we got to do something about that. Sure. Yeah. And yeah, I think I just fit a bunch of different markers, but if I had to pick any specific, then yeah, it would be Nintendo 
easily and then probably Sega. If I had to pick con- uh, a console, it's Sony. Because, I mean, I don't have to care about Xbox. They put everything on PC. Yeah. Xbox would yeah. be like my my third or fourth pick because I was on it a lot in 360 in the original, but I dropped off Xbox One. Sure. All right. Uh, I think we're at Lineback, and I think yeah. it's me. <clears throat> Lineback, my co-workers keep quitting, and now we're understaffed. I'm doing 12-hour shifts for most each week. How do you say stay sane during such times? That's the trick. You don't. That's that's rough. Um, you know what you re- remember it's not forever if things get really bad you try to just remember the money you're making yeah I mean that's Do the thing is you're going to make a bunch of money right now so hopefully you can afford to like take some unpaid times I'm assuming they're like they're saying 12 hours so they're working hourly as opposed to like salary yeah. is my guess um, yeah so hopefully you can take some you know unpaid days off because you kind of earned the bonus money ahead of time also i hope that this is somebody who is between the age of like 18 to like 30 something without a family that they're not seeing like if you're like single and just working fucking do it man make that money do it while you can it, it still gets hard though like that's just a lot of work you know? it's still physically exhausting yeah i'm yeah. on this yeah um now might be the time to try and kind of negotiate like better wages and stuff I don't, I don't know what that scenario is like, but if they're getting like desperate for who they do have. Um, and then if it was, you know, I, actually, I was going to say if it's me, but it I, that's not true because my visa makes things weird. But typically this if you, it, this is a time maybe you look elsewhere, you do still have the job. That's the best time to job hunt is while you have a job, if you really are disliking it. I mean, being overworked is also a major thing, too. So like. It is worth keeping in mind, like try to find something else if you can. But I know that the pandemic and being at work for 12 hours a day complicates things a lot. Yeah. I mean, all right, if we're going to get in the nitty gritty, you got to start taking a lot of bathroom breaks. You got to start kind of scheduling them, but not on a schedule that people can track because then they're going to realize you're taking too many bathroom breaks. So you got to kind of make get a system going and you got to keep your DS in your pocket so that or your phone so that when you're in there. You, you know, you're hanging out. You're you're getting that time back. They're paying you to play video games. Yeah. yeah Lambeck even says, dude, how bad it's gotten here with the pandemic. I don't have any other job options right now, to be honest. Sure. Makes so sense. You walk a that's, little that's bit slower. It complicates things a lot. You, you take things a little bit slower. You, 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 you know, you're not rushing anywhere. You're not breaking a sweat. You, you got 12 hours to kill. So you're going to walk nice and slow over to that cash register. Sure. Uh, next up from Dead Sky. Uh, did you ever play humongous entertainment games when you were a kid? I think I played like a putt putt game once at like a Radio Shack demo. Otherwise, no, not as a kid. This I is Pajama Sam, right? Yeah, Pajama Sam, putt putt, uh, Spy Fox. I played Pajama Sam at a friend's. I didn't own any of them. No. Decoy Troy writes, what's a game that you've started multiple times thinking this time I'll actually finish this game, but still have yet to do so? Bayonetta 2. (laughs) Mm. Oh, wow. Really? You haven't finished Bayonetta 2? No, that's why I'm doing it for game clearing. 
that's that's ridiculous to like just thinking of you you love bayonetta Um, yeah two just didn't click with me for some reason i got to the end of chapter one like two or three times and just never did it never moved on oh that that, well you're in for a tree that game is awesome uh and 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 it's just funny i'm thinking because like i didn't finish bayonetta one but i played through all of two and then we just like switched I don't think I have an answer for this. It is pretty rare that I start into a game multiple times. Yeah. If I'm going to go into a game again, it's because I'm like, I'm going to finish it this time. And I do. Otherwise I won't bother. I'll just leave it shelved. Yeah. The closest I might have is like, I tried Dragon Age Origins a few times. Um, but you, but again, that was like close to when it kind of came out. So yeah, it's, it's pretty rare. I go back to something and give it another try. The closest for me is Mass Effect Andromeda. I played it once and then I started it again and then just stopped right away. That that one comes to mind. I haven't gone back to it, though, but I plan to. I guess I did just go back to Outer Wilds with the mentality I'm going to finish it this time. But that was like that was that was two attempts and I, I did it on the second. Attempt. Yeah, but I, yeah, I think it's that still counts. So, yeah. All right, VGC Kenny writes in with a book. A trailer drops. You see, it is an open world game in a real historical setting with maybe a few supernatural elements thrown in for flavor. The main character is part of a generation's old group that fights for the world against a different generation's old group. However, the title drop comes in and it is not a new Assassin's Creed. It's Executioner's Oath or some name, but for simplicity's sake, Executioner's Oath. Another company's long-awaited answer to Assassin's Creed. Executioner's Oath might look and seem similar to Assassin's Creed, but it is built on its own engine and does its own thing as much as possible. Upon release, it is clear that Executioner's Oath is a good game in its own right. It does, And it has one thing it does exceptionally better than Assassin's Creed, as well as some other things that can be, de- be debated as being better than Assassin's Creed, but not by much. Still, Assassin's Creed, as strong as it is for as long as it's been going, uh, does Executioner's Oath get left by the wayside, never to be seen again? Or does it succeed in punching above its weight and start another series that stands as an equal and competitor to Assassin's Creed? Here's the question. How big is the studio making Executioner's Oath? Are we assuming of equivalent size of Ubisoft? Because that's a pretty high bar. Here's the other question. Which streamer did they pay to play it? Also that. <laughs> uh, I don't think the studio size necessarily matters. because Studio I think size matters because it usually pa- pairs up with marketing budget. Because like the half the reason Assassin's Creed still has as much pull as it does is because Ubisoft has marketing power. Yeah, sure. And and but but I can also you could also answer this by if the company's big enough, they're going to make a sequel out of it because they kind of need this franchise to to work for them. Hmm. Um, but I, th- I think the core of the question is, is, is it is how it's getting received and in the kind of the standalone thing, like are, are people going to see it uh, as like a, as like a worthy other thing or is it always just going to be. A Assassin's Creed clone and Assassin's Creed is the real thing. This is this is, you know, yada yada. Like, um, I think they were also talking about this in the Discord. And then the other example was like Breath of the Wild and um, Genshin Impact, uh, Immortals. Oh, oh, I see. Uh, I think games like that can break out on their own. I think that can happen. Yeah, I'm yeah. just 
blanking, like I guess Genshin Impact is one of the few examples I can think of. Because that's just a basically Breath of the Wild, but it's doing its own thing. The free-to-play really helps it, yeah. That too, yeah. I think like no matter what, when they, when these games come out, they're going to be compared to kind of the best of that style. Yeah. Like yeah. Genshin, Inca- pa- ca- blah. Genshin Impact came out and wasn't compared to Immortals. It was compared to Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is re- usually regarded uh, much better than Immortals. I think if another one came out, they would still call it a Breath of the Wild clone. If they got a sequel, though, like if if an Immortals 2 came out, though, I don't know if they would still be like, it's another Breath of the Wild clone. They might just be like, it's another Immortals. But that also gives it the opportunity to whatever was different with Immortals to maybe kind of expand on that or add in additional more elements. um, That are unique to it. Specific to Assassin's Creed, though, we have had some very similar clones. Um, Middle Earth, uh, the the Mordor games. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shadow mm-hmm. of Mordor. Shadow of Mordor and uh, was it War of Mordor? Shadow of Middle Earth. Shadow of War. Shadow of War. Oh, yeah, but, never mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, those are Assassin's Creed clones. And I remember the first one definitely got that kind of stuff. But people definitely well regarded it because it was doing some cool things. It had the nemesis system. I feel like the second one wasn't as well regarded. Um, it got also, sh- overshadowed by the monetization things that were going on in it. Yeah, I it also that, th- that was kind of the end of it. Like no one really talks about either of those games anymore. That that could also be because they're uh, licensed games. Like who, who really knows? Um, and then the one I'll also mention is uh, Ghost of Tsushima is an Assassin's Creed clone of the old Assassin's Creed style. I guess same. So was a. Uh, Mordor, no one's kind of doing the new Assassin's Creed one. Although Assassin's Creed is kind of at this point just doing Witcher. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. So um I at the, one I bet if we get a Ghost of Shima 2, people aren't gonna say, Oh, it's like an Assassin's Creed. It's like one of those original kind of Assassin's Creed games. They're gonna say, here's a new Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah, it definitely gets a sequel, it's fine, so if it survives long enough. But yeah, I definitely games that parrot, like, other game style, but are done well, can stand out on their own. Uh, last question for Phantom Aegis. Hello, TDB crew, it's been 35 years and still counting for Metroid. What's a fond memory you've had of the franchise? I can also be finding out that Samus is a girl. Uh, definitely Super's the one I actually dug into the most, so I already yeah. knew that. They're pretty upfront about it at that point. Yeah. Playing Super the first time, there was nothing like it. Yeah. It was so good. Super. I'm not the biggest Metroid fan. I just haven't played a ton of them. I just more kind of played a little bits of like a lot of them. Um, I want to say maybe the most recent Samus Returns I played the most of. But and this is a weird one. Other M was one that I needed. I was reviewing and I just sat down and every time I was kind of getting like distracted by something else or like wanting to do something i just kind of kept saying no you gotta finish this game you gotta play this game you gotta play this game and i finished it like in a whole evening and that was just kind of great that i just kind of got that done just mm, from like sure. a productivity standpoint like i just i, I buckled I down finished and I my chores yeah so that i'm proud of that i distinctly remember going to a, a friend of the family's place and they had metroid one and i had never played metroid before so like 
I thought it was a big deal when I managed to find the morph ball because I went to the right first and I had no idea what to yeah. do, couldn't make any progress. And I found it like they play the jingle like, oh, what'd that do? I don't know what it does. Like, what do I do? And then when I figured out you could turn to a ball now, I'm like, oh, that's so cool. I was also See, my like first one, seven. Yeah, my first one was Metroid 2. It was one of the first Game Boy games I had. And I just did not like it. It was so hard. Sure. Yeah, no, Metroid 2 is pretty rough. That's going to do it for questions. If you'd like to send in a question for the next week's show, it's topdownperspective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. What is your game of the week? Across Sega. Uh, I'm going to give it to Boyfriend Dungeon. I think Zero is going to get more time. Uh, I, yeah, I think I may have enjoyed Boyfriend Dungeon the most this week, but I played a ton of... Uh, uh, Dodgeball. Dodgeball Academia, so I think I'll be giving it to that. As for things to check out, we recorded our Backbone episode of TDP Plus before this one, so that episode um, video version should be up if you're one of those patrons. Otherwise, check out the audio version of that tomorrow. And the submission thread for September is still going to be live for one more week. Um, so if you're one of the top tier patrons, go submit a game for the poll, which will be going up at the end of next week. Otherwise, uh, we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye see